Hey friend, it's Angie with a little bit of bonus content that goes with episode 56 when my guest was Kathy Lip and we talked about clutter. Kathy is my ministry mentor, one of them, and I first was introduced to her clutter-free academy, I don't know, a year or so ago, and I was very drawn to her 15-minute method that she talks about in our podcast episode because it seemed like something that was very doable. 15 minutes, she says, uh, set your timer, set an alarm on your clock, on your phone, and work on cleaning out something for 15 minutes. And I was interested in how 15 minutes could make a difference. And actually, we started during COVID when we were very much shut in, spending a lot of time at home, and I was noticing some things in my house in a different way that were kind of driving me a little bit nuts. And actually, on Saturday mornings, the four of us, we have two sons, we would eat breakfast together, and then we would make a decision about how we would spend the next 15 minutes. Often the boys would go to their rooms. Sometimes my older son would clean out his car. I was doing things in the office and kitchen. And it was amazing over a period of some weeks when every Saturday morning, we as a family spent 15 minutes tackling one small job. And we commented so often how after a few weeks, we could really notice a difference in our living space. And as we were going through that, the Lord really placed upon my heart. It was getting close to the season of Lent, and he really placed upon my heart kind of this desire, this Holy Spirit stirring to practice this 15 minutes a day during the season of Lent as my Lenten sacrifice. And so I leaned into that stirring and made a commitment for the season of Lent. And almost every day, I did not do it every day, but almost every day, I spent 15 minutes tackling some kind of little space in my house, going through things that I had put off, cleaning out clothes in my closet. One day I went through my jewelry box, doing things like that, that I never had made time for. And over the six weeks of the season of Lent, I removed over 550 items from this house. Some went to the trash, many were donated, and it was an amazing experience of freeing myself from things that I did not need. But not only that, I had this deeper learning of grace for myself. I am, as many of you know, an abuse and trauma survivor, and I actually am in trauma therapy again in this season of my life. And as I was decluttering during the season of Lent, the most important lesson that the Lord really kind of reached inside my heart and opened me up to, if you will, was this understanding that I must have grace for myself, that there are some things, some wounds that simply aren't going to be healed very quickly. But if I continue to take steps forward, and if I continue to be open to his direction, and if I continue to tackle things just a little bit at a time, it will make a tremendous difference in my life. And so I appreciated Kathy's instruction around the 15 minutes. I appreciated what it got out of my house, 
but I also appreciated this deep lesson of grace and trust, grace for myself and trusting in him that it was good and right to tackle a big, deep problem in little doses. I posed a question on social media and in my weekly newsletter. I just asked this question to go along with the episode with Kathy Lip on clutter. What keeps you from tackling your clutter? And I want to share with you just a few of the responses. Some people said sentimental attachment. Some people said feeling overwhelmed and not knowing where to start. Some people said they thought that finding time was just a real obstacle for them. One person suggested that they might throw away or give away something that had value and they wouldn't recognize it. Also, someone said, it seems pointless when I'm mothering little kids that continually make a mess in my house. I could so relate to that. I got a couple of other stories that people took time to send in. Uh, One with a, a child that was dealing with a hoarding issue and feeling like everything had immense value, even when it seemed obvious that it didn't. And another talked about the pain in their relationship because they wanted to get rid of things, but they lived with someone who held very tightly to things. And with all the responses that I got, I really felt like it boiled down to two things, two main issues. One was overwhelm. I mentioned that already. I just can't find a way to make progress. And the other is trust. What if I get it wrong? I want to take you to a story in Luke 10, where Martha and Mary, two sisters, are in the presence of Jesus. Mary is sitting and listening to Jesus teach, and Martha is busy trying to prepare. She's being hospitable to some people who are in her home, and Martha is upset with Mary because she needs help in the kitchen, in the home, whatever she's doing. And Mary is not helping her. And at one point, Martha calls out to Jesus, tell my sister to get up and help me. And Jesus's response to me is so interesting where it speaks to overwhelm. Because Jesus answered Martha by saying, you are worried and distracted by many things. He says to her, the problem seems like Mary's not helping you. That seems what the problem is. But actually the problem is that you are worried and distracted by many things. I think this is the definition of overwhelm for us, right? The Greek word for worried means anxious, or troubled with cares. And the Greek word for distracted means to make a noise or an uproar, to be turbulent, to disturb, to throw into confusion. And you can imagine this going on in the heart and the soul of Martha as she gets more anxious and her emotions are getting more turbulent and being thrown into confusion 
and she walks by and she sees this scene and something of Mary sitting at Jesus's feet and something inside her just kind of snaps. And she's like, tell her to get up and help me. Right. Because I am overwhelmed with all that is going on here. And maybe for you, you can identify what that feels like when you think of trying to clean out that closet, deal with the garage. I don't know. You look in your teenage son's room. Maybe that's just me, right? (laughs) I just leave that room alone, actually. Uh, But you can feel that welling up in you. And Jesus goes on to say to Martha, there is need of only one thing, and that is to focus on him, right? Focusing on him obviously doesn't clean out your junk drawer, but it can keep that project or keep that need from screaming at you and feeling overwhelming. It can instead point you to something like Kathy's program, like Kathy's community. And instead of feeling this overwhelm, this turbulence, this shame, even I might suggest, we can instead focus our eyes on Christ and say, I'm going to have some grace for myself and I'm going to tackle this just a little bit at a time. Right. So that's the overwhelm. But then the other issue is trust, because I heard things like, what if I do it wrong? What if I get rid of something I should have hung on to for one reason or another? Right. It's sentimental or maybe it's valuable. And for trust, I want to share with you Psalm 9:10, And I want to read it in the Passion Translation. For everyone who knows your wonderful name keeps putting their trust in you. They can count on you for help no matter what. Oh, Lord, you will never, no, never neglect those who come to you. For everyone who knows you trusts you. And this Hebrew word for know means to know by experience. We can trust him when we learn that he is trustworthy. Sometimes it feels like, and the enemy will lie to us and tell us that God forgot us, or God let us down, or God left us, or God dropped us. But actually, nothing could be further from the truth. The Lord promises over and over again that he will neither leave us nor forsake us. But we must know that not only in head knowledge, but in life experience. How have we experienced God being trustworthy in our lives? And when we are tempted to doubt his trustworthiness, can we recall his faithfulness and cling to that truth? And in this area of clutter, where, is it possible that we would give something away that later we wished we hadn't or that we would give something away and then later realize that it had some kind of value that we didn't expect or that maybe later we would need it and then we would have to buy another? Of course, that's possible. Of course it is. But ultimately, do we want to hang on to a hundred things because there might be one of those things? that we might have to replace, or even that we might wish we'd hung on to a little bit longer. Yes, that's a possibility. But if we've lost something that later we realize is valuable, 
do we trust the Lord that we will still have not only everything we need, but everything we need in abundance? Wow, what a response this idea of clutter stirred up in all of us. I just really encourage you in this journey to search out the places that the clutter in your life may be pointing to something deep, maybe something spiritual that you can take to God and ask him to reveal to you maybe what's underneath it, right? And again, I really encourage you to reach out and seek out what Kathy offers because I believe that it will be a real encouraging, inviting, supportive community for you to be a part of. If you haven't yet had an opportunity to listen to episode 56 with Kathy Lip, I highly encourage you to do so. She is an absolute treasure and I enjoyed so much having some one-on-one time to chat with her. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.